welcome to the Warrior to Warrior podcast, stories and skills to help you remember who you were before the world told you who you should be. Hello, friends, and thank you for being here. This episode comes out a day later than it typically does. My intention is to release a new episode every Thursday. And this is coming out on Friday because I felt like I needed an extra day just to get into a better frame of mind to talk with you. Nothing serious. It's just that I am becoming my own best yoga therapy client these days, offering myself some of the advice and the tools that I would offer others as I move through this new phase of my life that... I've never gone through before and I had no idea how I would react or handle it. And that is, I guess, the label we can use as being an empty nester. And also not just that, because it is not that I am sad, although sometimes I do find myself feeling sad. I often feel peaceful. I often feel joy and gratitude. So, I mean, feelings are cyclical, it's that I feel so much more tired lately than I am used to feeling. I'm I'm really dealing with some exhaustion. And I also know that energy levels are cyclical. And if I were going to come up with a reason for this, which I am apt to do, I would understand that through the bulk of the spring and the summer, my husband and I were really holding our breath because it took a lot to send our youngest to Scotland to live in her dream country and take her dream courses. And it took a lot in the form of energy and resources and time and bureaucracy and asking questions and waiting on answers and counting on information and really being out of control when it came to a lot of what it takes to get her a visa and just everything that went into it. So I equate it to when you cross a finish line after you've been running and racing for a long time, there is a period of recovery. And that's what I feel like I'm in, a period of recovery. However, I have a tendency to sprinkle some guilt on top of being tired because I have high expectations of myself. I work for myself. I have a certain level of productivity that I expect and that I would like to achieve each day. And so when I am feeling a level of exhaustion that I feel like I need to honor, you know, sometimes I can I can be frustrated with myself or make myself wrong for that somehow. When what I know is that energy levels are cyclical, that some days we will feel peaceful and joyful and productive, and some days we will not. And it's a shame that in our modern world, we're not able to honor that, that we're not able to really rest when we're tired sometimes because we have responsibilities, we still need to sustain ourselves. But I also know there's ways in which we can support ourselves. And if there's not something that has to be done, do we need to fill up every single minute with doing? So I have been honoring that and spending a lot more time being and resting. 
this is a more energetic day. And it is because I have been supporting myself in the way that I would support a yoga therapy client. Now, something that was so cool when I was training to become a yoga therapist is that prescribing time in nature is actually a skill that we would offer, especially if somebody was feeling low and sad and stagnant. I also know that medical doctors have been prescribing exercise to patients as well. In fact, for several years in the United Kingdom, there has been a program where doctors would prescribe 20 to 30 minutes of a walk to their patients because there are so many benefits for simply walking 30 minutes a day. And I think at least one province in Canada, doctors were able to prescribe a month gym membership to patients that would take it. So I know that there are programs all over the world because doctors know the importance of getting outside, of of experiencing sunshine, of being in nature. So this is something that I've been exploring, but in newer and simpler ways. You know, where my, my birth province, my birth city, where I recently lived after we moved back to Canada from California, is one of the most beautiful places in the world, Vancouver, British Columbia. It is a city built in a forest, and I was so fortunate to live there. Before that, we lived in San Diego, so fortunate to live there. Really, just a short walk, and you are in the middle of a breathtaking forest or right in front of the ocean, and I have such an affinity for bodies of water and being in front of the ocean, and we know that just by gazing at a body of water, a lake, an ocean, even a photograph of that, we'll start to feel a little bit more peaceful. So we all have experience with how nature heals. But I don't know about you, but sometimes it can feel like we don't have the time to put ourselves in the middle of of a breathtaking environment. And some of us don't live closely and have easy access to gorgeous Uh, national parks, for instance. And recently, as you may know, my husband and I moved back to California for a job opportunity, thinking it would be San Diego, but it wasn't. We're still a short drive away from San Diego, but we live in the Central Valley where the environment is very different from what we're used to. Now, I can find beauty Anywhere I live, wherever you go, there you are. I do believe in that. And there is beauty everywhere. It's different. You know, it's not it's not the enormous coniferous trees that I'm used to growing up with. And you have to drive to get to the ocean. Um, so it's different. What we have been able to do where we live is to create a really beautiful yard. And I know that we're so lucky to have been able to create this. We moved into a new home. And so our backyard was really this blank canvas that we could create what was right for us. And at this point in our lives, we're not interested, nor did we need a yard. So what we created is a place that really served how we like to spend our time outside. So there's lovely sitting areas and my husband has a hammock and we created a covered area where I could practice and um, lots and lots and lots of plants 
and roses, and there's hibiscus bushes, so lots of flowering plants in the spring. The entire backyard is is just like a garden. I really do get so much joy out of this backyard, and I've never been a, a person with a green thumb. Uh, I, I've never placed value on having a manicured backyard, nor have I had the time to take care of plants or yards. My mom would make fun of me because my mom and dad had gorgeous gardens when we were growing up. And over the years, she's watched me kill plant after plant because I I give them too much water. I (laughs) overlove. The way we do one thing is the way we do many different things. So I have been getting a lot of joy out of this space. And I have been prescribing myself time outside at the very least even on days where i'm feeling lower and i'm in recovery mode you know over the summer it wasn't just the resources and the time it took so that our daughter could get where she is you know she needed a win she needed a win there was a lot of resources and time and energy that were just also going into helping her Um, through enormous challenge. So on recovery days when it is harder for me to get off the couch, I can at least take myself into the backyard. And I know I also am having an experience now. You know, sometimes the best things for us, we know these are the things that will help us feel better. They are the hardest to do when we're feeling exhausted and we're feeling lower. I mean, I get that. So it's so easy for a doctor to prescribe a 30-minute walk. It's so easy for a yoga therapist to prescribe getting yourself out in nature. But when you need it the most, that is when it is the most challenging to get out there. So that's why I'm offering to myself and to any of you who need it, is it doesn't have to be this grandiose, hike in nature or day trip or perfectly Instagrammable (laughs) waterfall to inspire you and to heal. It can be just a plant. It can be your backyard, a deck. And so taking myself out in that backyard and experiencing sunshine on my skin, so many health benefits, just by doing that first thing in the morning, especially if you're feeling depressed, whether it be situational depression or something deeper, there's something about getting out in the morning and experiencing sunshine for at least 10 minutes that that can give you a lift. So purposefully putting myself in the way of light and in the way of nature. And then I've taken it a bit of a step further because the kind of love that we give as our kids get older or as we move away from loved ones or parents or lose people that we love, the kind of love that we give isn't physical and tangible anymore. Um, But we still feel like we need to take an action because love is an action. So something that has been serving me is when I take care of the nature that is around me, I'm just symbolically imagining that I am 
caring for my mind, then I am caring for the people that I love. So when I remove the dead blossoms from my rose bushes so that there can be renewed energy for new growth, I'm imagining that I am, you know, releasing perhaps toxic ties that exist between my daughter and I or releasing thoughts that aren't serving me, um, even possibly releasing thoughts that aren't serving her. I don't mean to sound woo when it comes to this, but I, I just want to share that this is an action that feels symbolic to me. It helps me feel better. It makes me feel as though I'm living intentionally. And rather than just being lost in ruminations of the things that I might be worried about and the way in which I judge myself for the way that I spend my time, I'm doing a service, first of all, to that rose bush, just practically. But I'm also ritualizing something that I do every day. And it adds a little bit more meaning to that. And that's what we do. And I and I think in many cases, that's really helpful for us as humans is adding meaning to our lives because so much of our lives in these capitalist societies feel hard and like have tos. And we can do small things to add a lot of beauty to our lives. And then I head out onto this back hill that we have. And when I pull weeds from the growth that is coming in, you know, I imagine that I'm that I'm pulling unhelpful beliefs from my mind and and pulling issues or small things that I don't need to worry about. So again, I'm creating a bit of a ritual as I spend time in nature as therapy. And when we're feeling lower, and even if you've been diagnosed with depression, we know that the act of being able to make your bed or make yourself tea or water one plant, just anything can feel really monumental, but it's important because you feel as though you've achieved something, even if it is something that others might feel as small, like making your bed. I know that on that day, that's something big that you can celebrate. And often these small actions that we take can create momentum. I'm really experiencing the force of momentum right now. I am experiencing the momentum of time on the couch and how easy it is to accept that you're going to watch the next episode of that show and how certain days I notice that I do need a little bit of that distraction and not to force myself to live in meaning 24-7, that sometimes it's okay to be entertained and to laugh at something silly and something easy and just let go. So for me, puttering around in my backyard, sweeping my front entranceway, sweeping the cushions, tending to plants, all of that is creating momentum. It's moving my body around. It's making me feel as though I'm accomplishing something. And then it becomes so much easier to move on to the things that need to be accomplished, 
that I might tell myself that I don't have the energy to do or I don't feel like doing that in the moment. Now that I've created momentum and now that I can complete the task that is one of my life's responsibilities, I'll get to the other side. And that's how we can make that kind of momentum work for us. It works both ways, but each way requires a lot of self-compassion and a lot of forgiveness. I think many of us can get lost in the whys. Why do I feel this way? I wish I didn't feel this way. And again, that's, that's simple resistance. And being in nature, especially during the change of a season, can show us, can prove to us that everything does have a cycle. Just like those once beautiful, vibrant blooms are now dry and falling off the vine, of course, our energy levels have cycles as well. And what would happen if we allowed ourselves to slow down on the days where we felt slower, and then on the days where we felt a lot of peace and energy, we took advantage of it. But when our energy levels are lower, getting out in nature and just beginning the process, beginning the process of watering that one plant and maybe just pulling those few weeds, it can create the momentum so that there's a lift. You're taking an action, especially if you add meaning to that action. And then before you know it, you feel a little bit better, which is doing a service for you and everything that you intend to create for your day, not to mention doing a service for others, but it all starts with you. And there are many different ways that we can engage with the natural world in order to add more meaning and inspiration to our lives. You know, a lot of people pay attention to the moon. That's not something that I ever really grew up with, but I do find it interesting. I don't know if I notice a marked change in the way that I feel because of the moon, but I do love to think about the full moon being a time to wonder about what is bright in my life, what is alive in my life, where is there a lot of energy in my life? I like to ask myself questions like that. And then on the new moon, you know, what are my intentions? Honoring the cycles of the moon is just another simple way to add meaning to your life. It's a time when we're being intentional rather than listening to the default voice, which in itself is depleting, in itself will contribute to the momentum that will lead us back to the couch. And again, I'm you know, in a process of my own life of not making couch time bad and wrong. You know, that's certainly a belief that I have that you're, you don't wanna waste time. And so I'm, I'm coming to peace with that in my own life the balance between productivity and rest, um, which is why um, those of you following along know that I'm challenging myself to offer myself a yoga nidra practice, a rejuvenating supine meditation practice every day for 21 days. And I've not been too bad at that. I've definitely practiced more often than I ever have, which has always been my intention to practice more often because I can recognize that at this time of my life, rejuvenation 
and productive rest can only help me. I can see that not only am I at a time in my life where I'm feeling depleted because of the emotions surrounding the transition that I've taken in my role as a mother, but that I may very well be depleted because of years of anxiousness. And also I'm closing in on my 50th birthday. So there's hormonal changes at foot as well. How can I accept some of the changes that may arrive in my energy levels? And what am I making it mean if I have lower energy one day? If I'm making it mean that I am somehow worth less as a human being, that's only going to deplete me further. So maybe honoring the phases of the moon is another way that we can honor the phases of our own energy levels, of our own moods. For it will always be changing. We know this. (laughs) We know this. I know this on a logical level that everything changes, yet I am very attached to feeling good, even though I know I'm not always going to feel good. And I'm not also forcing myself to get out in the backyard so I can change my feeling, but there's not really a downside for getting out in the backyard. Those flowers that give me so much joy do so much better when I tend to them. Just like my daughter, you know, she did so much better over the summer when she was with us when her needs were being tended to because her needs were not being tended to where she was previous to coming back with us. Now we all bloom and thrive under loving attention. And so that is what I'm giving my backyard for the first time in my life. That is a gift of this phase of my life, the time to tend to the natural world that I am creating for myself. And we're also just two days past um, the equinox, where we officially shifted from summer to fall. Relating and honoring the changing of the seasons is another beautiful way to use nature as therapy. Now, there's a lot of symbolism going on at the equinox. It's the time of year where there is an equal balance of light and dark. So same amount of time for day as there is of night. So it's a nice time to, again, honor the cycles between what you might consider to be the darker emotions that you keep hidden, that you don't post on socials, that you don't reveal to many people. You know, think about all the times that we're on the phone with our friends and we might talk about what's really going on with our heart. But then at the end of it, there's always the addendum of, but it's okay, I'm gonna be okay. I'm also really grateful. I'm also so happy. I know things could be worse. (sighs) That is an addendum that is in my inner commentary all of the time. You know, I I can acknowledge my feelings and accept when I'm feeling sad and when I'm feeling guilty and work with all of that. But then there is always something that wants to erase it all and say, but who are you to to spend time sort of 
wallowing in this when so many people have it worse when you know you're lucky in so many ways da, 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 da. when we take some time to honor and acknowledge the changing of the seasons around us maybe that can encourage us to acknowledge both the light and the dark within us this is also a really cool time to think about what was planted in your spring and throughout your summer and then what you are harvesting now based on the seeds that grew. I gave this a little bit of thought. It is a time for me to be thinking of my role as a mother. And there were a lot of seeds planted since Mother's Day, the day that she arrived home for the summer. There was a lot of energy and resources placed into bolstering her as much as we could as a family before she took flight the second time, likely this more permanent time. And so I can see that I'm harvesting some of the hopes and dreams and wishes that I have for her. And I can only hope that she's harvesting those for herself as well. And then of course, we're always planting seeds when it comes to our intentions and our work. And it's so easy to tell ourselves that we're not doing enough, especially if we feel like we're spending too much time on the couch. But the truth is, if you look back to your April, to your May, and you think about what you were wishing for then, what you were working towards then, maybe there has been many lessons learned and things gained throughout the months and you find yourself here at the beginning of fall able to harvest from those lessons, able to move forward. Fall is a time to harvest and gather and make sure that you yourself are bolstered and prepared for the winter months, for the darker times ahead in our physical world. And it's interesting because in yoga therapy, we know that we're moving into a season where the way that fall might manifest itself within our bodies and our minds is this might be a time where we're experiencing more anxiety. We know this as vata season, vata being one of the doshas, dosha being uh, an energy that Ayurveda, the sister science to yoga, posits lives within each of us. It is one of three doshas. And during fall, this dosha that is related to lightness and turbulence and dryness and wind, you know, the same energy that would dry the leaves of a tree and blow them in the wind is an energy that Ayurveda would say symbolically lives within us. So it's a time to make sure that we're grounded and what we're harvesting, that we're grounded with the tools that we need to keep both feet on the ground and to stay balanced and acknowledging both the light and the dark of what we're feeling and what we encounter as we walk through this life the best that we can with as much self-compassion as we can. Just as the natural world changes, just as the seasons change, 
each season comes with its own hallmarks and it will inevitably affect us as well. And I suppose that I find myself in a season where I no longer have a child at home. It's my husband and I, and I find myself processing that and giving myself time, taking the light with the dark, taking the lower energy days with the higher energy days. When I feel peace, I acknowledge that peace and I sit inside it and I am grateful for it and I make the most of it and I remind myself that when I'm not feeling so peaceful, there it will be again. And just like those of us who live in a part of the world where we'll watch trees look lifeless in the spring, there the green will be again. And these flowers that I'm taking off in my backyard because they've dried up, they will be there again. Just that on some days is so heartening and inspiring and really offers me a lot of lightness. And when it comes to the balance between light and dark, you know, that's what we're thinking about a lot. What would balance me if I feel like the momentum is moving me towards stagnation on the couch? Something that offers me a little lightness and a little movement. And so this episode is all about how nature can offer us that and how it can be just as simple as tending to one simple plant or enjoying one piece of fresh fruit or fresh vegetable, but letting nature be an inspiring force rather than something that we don't notice as we walk by it, allowing yourself to really be present with the natural world. And just that, you know, just that moment of presence while you are tending to those flowers or sweeping up a yard, being really present with what you're doing, just that in itself is rejuvenating. You know, that is creating momentum towards higher energy rather than depleting. So I hope that the rest of your day or your evening or your week includes some communing with nature and some inspiration from the world around us that is always teaching us the beauty of renewal, change, and letting go. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Warrior to Warrior podcast. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment to give this podcast a five-star review. You can do that in the Apple Podcast app. It helps other people to find the show. Thank you so much.